You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. In this episode, Candace and Cher celebrate six months of podcasting and express the gratitude of where their healing journey has led them. They also share some tips on how to take care of yourself when being around family during the holidays has been difficult. Tune in on this Thanksgiving day and know that you are not alone if this is a struggle. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candice. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So if you're watching on YouTube, you know that Cher is actually sitting right next to me. And we're usually in separate states. Cher is in Minnesota and I'm in Missouri. So do you want to just share why we're here together? Yeah. And today we're in Des Moines, <laughs> yes, which, is a good, which is a good halfway meeting point for us. And we are celebrating one half year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. We have been, this is Thanksgiving day is exactly six months into our podcasting experience life. Yes. And we just felt like it was a time that we wanted to celebrate and get together and do some reflecting and do some dreaming and do a little bit of evaluating. And so we've had just a great few days to be here and be in the same room, place, (laughs) house, and just talking about where we've been and some of what this experience has been for us. And and just doing some dreaming. It's been really fun. So yeah, last night we sat on the couch and Cher asked, I think, three or four questions for us to consider and reflect. But one of them was, what is the thing that you have enjoyed most yeah. about doing the podcast? I just want to say to our listeners, one reason we want to celebrate with you in this is that when you've been working on understanding that you have complex childhood trauma, and there's just moments and seasons of the heaviness of that, the sadness of that, we also want to say that this has been an area that we have brought into that space for meaning and purpose, Mm -hmm. which has given us joy. Oh, so much joy. And it may not be for you as you go through your journey that you want to do a podcast. You may. And that's great. But there would be some sense of space that's created in your life as you heal that you will find something and tap into something that you have joy or that you used to have joy that comes back into your life. Yeah. And even that is a part of your gifting, because when you have gone through this kind of childhood trauma, we actually develop gifts as a result Mm -hmm. of how we coped. Mm -hmm. And then that can become our gifting where something that enabled us to survive a very difficult situation can become something that is used to bring healing to Mm -hmm. people. And that's There's just a lot of goodness in that. Yeah, there is so much goodness in it. Yeah, so we wanted to reflect. I I believe that I said to you that one of the things that gives me joy is I actually like to listen to our own podcast (laughs) because there's just times that I'm still, I know that I'm learning from just listening to us. Yeah, I know. And I said, sometimes when I listen to the playback, I really honestly think, wow, we said that? We (laughs) We, we talked about that, It's which has really been fun, I think, to, to see the way that 
we have, you know, obviously we immerse ourselves in this process in our own healing journeys. We do this work with other people. And so we are really deep into it. We do a lot of reading and, but sometimes things come out and it's like, oh, I, I like that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's this awareness that sometimes you can't see yourself. But then when you step back, you're able to say like, oh, yes, because I've been putting that into practice. Yeah. I'm showing up differently today. Yeah. Or what would have sent me into extreme dysregulation a year ago in this space. Yeah. I notice now I'm able to slow down and feel like I have more choices or can ground myself. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, one of the things that we wanted to do for with this podcast episode is going out on Thanksgiving morning. So hopefully you can listen to it in the morning before you have any family gatherings. But what we wanted to do as we're celebrating and just stopping to feel the gratitude um, that in the midst of hard, there can be good. Mm -hmm. And we want to offer just a few little I don't want to call them tips. I think you said keys earlier that if you're going into family situations during the holidays, not just Thanksgiving, but all the upcoming holidays, and you know that it's going to be hard, you know that there's going to be tension there. We just want to offer a few things that may help you feel like you have some sense of autonomy, some sense of safety and security within your own body. Mm-hmm. So, Cher, do you want to maybe talk about a yes. few of those? Or? Yeah, and I, I think that the holidays for a lot of people, and thankfully in our culture, this has been named a lot in the last several years, that holidays can be really hard. And the fact is, is that when we grow up in a place where there has been trauma, it means that there has been rupture. Our hearts have been wounded, our our bodies have been wounded, our relationships are often wounded, and there has not been repair, and yet we step back into those rooms with those people for three or four hours or three or four days over the holidays, and it can be really hard. And so just as we've talked about it, we came up with four things that we want to address today, as Candace said, like ways that you can implement strategies that empower your wellness as you choose to go, or maybe even if you choose not to go to these holiday gatherings. So the first one is just grounding. And we've talked about this before. There's a lot of stuff on this online. So, you know, feel free to Google grounding or staying grounded. And it's all about the fact that when we have trauma in our story, when we encounter situations that trigger us or dysregulate us, we can, well, we will go to either hypoarousal or hyperarousal. We will get dysregulated. The window of tolerance that we talked about is real and we will go one direction or another. So something that helps us stay in the window of tolerance, four, five, six, is really staying grounded. And that could be something like rubbing your hands together and just noticing the the warmth, the friction. Like you can even do this right in the middle of a group of people. You could go like this, rub your hands. And if somebody comments or looks at you, oh, 
home, just a little cold, you know, like there are things that you can do. So just that and being aware, like noticing that you feel your hands, looking out the window and noticing the sky is blue. Oh, there's a tree. Oh, that tree is beautiful. Just feeling yourself being present. So rather than allowing yourself to dissociate and shut down or really spool up into that anxiousness and feelings of like, I can't breathe and I feel like I have to get out of here. Like just remembering that you are here, you are present. You don't feel safe because those traumas have been triggered, but you can even put your hand on your heart and just say, I am safe. I, I don't feel safe right now, but I am safe. And <laughs> you say that out loud in front of everyone. If you the bathroom for that one. <laughs> um, excuse me, family. I am I, safe. I don't feel safe. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we could do that right in front of them? Uh, I'm getting dysregulated. Yeah. <laughs> well, and okay, so I love that. Like the second one is choices, right? Yes, yes. We can make choices that we always felt in the past that we couldn't yeah. make, even like saying, y'all are dysregulating me right now. Like I'm being triggered. Like, to even say it in a funny way that makes you laugh, like laughter actually can be grounding. Mm -hmm. So like that can be a choice, right? To, to call it out, to expose it, to name it. And if you can do it with humor, mm -hmm. even if people look at you sideways, you know, you can be like, oh, just kidding, you know, but that has changed the chemistry in your body, even just by doing that. But what are some other ways that we can make choices as we go into a family gathering that can empower us to stay well as we do it? Well, I think of the person that maybe is in a family situation where they, they have a trapped feeling. Maybe there are things that are getting stirred up that, that feel toxic. Mm. And so if you feel like you've never had a choice that you just need to sit there and take it or endure it to be able to breathe and just say, I actually do have a choice. I can excuse myself. I can choose to use my voice and just say, you know what, this isn't appropriate or, or whatever. But that feeling that you don't have a choice is a young wounded feeling. Yeah. Because as children, you did not have a choice. Yeah. You were going to stay no matter how bad it got. Yeah. And the roles that you were put into as a child, and I'm thinking particularly as the scapegoat, like if you were the target of ridicule and the butt of jokes, and that follows you your whole life until you stand up and say no more. Like I am not well with this and it needs to stop. Now I'm not necessarily saying that this is the year to do that, but <laughs> we're going to get a lot of emails. <laughs> we might. And that's okay. Like we would actually welcome that, but we do want to say, take care of yourself. Like don't do something that will put you in harm's way, but you might be able to, for example, just like raise your hand and say, stop. I'm not well with this. Like, let's just stop this. This has gone on now for 35 years. No more. Well, and I want to just say, I, I'm glad you're naming that, that person that maybe has been the butt of jokes. I'm aware that you probably 
for years lapped with them. So they don't even know the internal pain that that's causing you. You Mm -hmm. just learn to lap with them as a survival skill. And so being able to slow down and just, you know, even say, you know what, I've I've laughed with you guys for 20 years, Mm -hmm. but it just, it doesn't feel good to me anymore. And know that you can do that and you are worthy to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be okay with staying in a cycle like that. Yeah. And if you have a partner who is supportive of your healing journey, you another choice you can make is to ask for help and to say, if this happens, will you support me? Mm-hmm. Would you stand up for me? Would you maybe even speak for me or or with me? Or another choice that you can make is we're only staying two hours and then we will be leaving. Like that's our predetermined time frame that we feel that is going to be healthy for us. And the family might not like it and they may try to convince us to stay or shame us for leaving, but that's another choice is to say like, we can do this for two hours and then we're going to, to leave. I liked what you said when we were talking uh, before we were talking now, mm-hmm. and that is it's okay if you and your spouse or partner have to drive separately. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's their family and they want to stay longer, but you have the capacity to stay a couple hours yeah. and it's okay to drive separately. And we can do this actually out of a loving kindness stance, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're not trying to be difficult Mm -hmm. or we just are learning how to love others and ourselves during the holidays. Right. Which I think is so important because we, in many ways, we have not known how to care well for ourselves as we've gone through this. And we, we can hold a lot of self-contempt or others' contempt, but choosing the healing journey now puts us in this place where we want to make choices for our own well-being. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, it ultimately is for their well-being yeah. too. In the moment, it can just feel really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that if this is the first, if you've never done anything like this before, and let's just say this is the first year that you may put something into practice, it, it's going to be hard. And you're going to have Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner in and out. Like have PTSD after. So. <laughs> so go slow. Like we want to really say that like one thing, just one thing might be all that you need because the most important thing is what you do for you, not what you do for them. But it's like, what do you need or what can you do for yourself that would show care and compassion for a way that you can be kind to yourself and take care of yourself as you go through this season? Yeah, which is going to positively affect them as well. Yeah. The other thing that we talked about is being able to kind of look at your holiday schedule. And if you know that, you know, this is going to be tense, this is going to be hard, go ahead and just schedule one other thing that you know is going to bring you a sense of rest, a sense of joy, Mm -hmm. a sense of connectedness with people that that build you up into flourishing Mm -hmm. and just have something else to look forward to. Yeah, that that intentional activities that promote your own well-being and 
maybe one, but even maybe one a week, right? Like, and it might just be- This should be a lifestyle, right? Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, one a day. A massage a day? Well, I was going to say maybe one massage a week. Yeah, you know, if you can afford it, or or one one in the month, or a walk, or yeah. going to a movie, or just something that would bring calmness and and care and rest to your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, we share. We were talking about this. The this conversation that we're having right now. I couldn't have imagined if I would have heard it 20 or 30 years ago for me personally, you know, like I didn't even think the idea of setting boundaries, like what in the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. We want to say boundaries are good. Mm -hmm. They're loving. They're kind. It's not about pushing people out. It's finding a way to keep them quote in, in a healthy way. Yeah. And one of the, people that I, who I work with, we've talked a lot about boundaries and it's been really interesting over the last several months, how she has really so many times established a boundary and come back and, and we've talked about it. And she's like, I just said, it's going to be this way. And they said, okay. (laughs) Like, and, and she has said so many times, like, who knew it could be so easy. A lot of times, I mean, and not always, right. because sometimes people will, if we set a boundary, they'll push it. They will railroad over it. But, but sometimes people really will respond and honor our boundaries when we do set them. So, being able to, and this has to be premeditated, like before you go to the occasion, think through, like, how long will you stay? What will you tolerate? What won't you tolerate? Do you want to go to their house or do you want them to come to your home? You know, all of those kind of things that you can, and, and this very much goes together with choices, but one of the key trademarks of childhood trauma is the feeling of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. The truth is now we do have power. We can use our voice, but we're accustomed to not particularly with our families. And so this is a great opportunity to just think about what would one or two things be that are possible. Like I like to also a lot of times think about don't choose the hardest possible thing. Like what would be something that you can do that would be easy to do? Mm-hmm. Don't choose the hardest thing that there, there, you know that you'll just never be able to implement it. But what are one or two things that would be easy to do and then implement those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know something easy for me is just to come aware of my breath and to breathe. Like a Altoid? <laughs> do I need to think? We're clouds. It, it might stink. Become aware of your breath. Okay. Like what? Is um, become aware and be present in my ability to take in a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I want to call you a name right now, but I want <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. So, no, it's funny. It's cute. So anyway, yeah, that's something that's easy for me to know that I, I have a choice to slow down and breathe. Yeah. Because my go-to is going to be to be compulsive. Yeah. So I would be quick to respond and I'd hurt somebody. Yeah. Either by throwing something at them or saying something, not really. I've never thrown anything at anyone. I don't think I did do once. 
Oh, well, that's another episode. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so good. And we just wanted to be practical and give some ideas. And again, coming back to the, the whole concept of just this is about self-care, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And that as you are working on healing, like it's the opportunity to do things differently than you have always done them in the past. And we bless that. We 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 are doing that in our own lives and we just really honor you to do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will leave you with a sense of gratitude because yeah. you you will feel empowered and grateful that all of those times that you felt powerless, now you're like, oh, I'm not powerless, voiceless, or helpless anymore. And you will have a growing sense of gratitude mm. that you can love yourself well and you can love others well. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if it's not safe for you to do this, don't do it. I mean, we just, <laughs> if the family system would tumble down on you and it would be too hard, obviously don't do it. But if you can't, that's true. Just maybe don't even go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is also a choice that you can make. It's like not to go. Not to go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I guess one question that I want to just leave our listeners with is, before you go to Thanksgiving today or Christmas holidays, whatever, what is one choice that you will make for the sole purpose of your well-being? One choice that you will make for yourself and, and really then ultimately for your family too. But yeah, I would love, and if you want to, let us know. That would be great. You can always email us at Candace Share, Candace with a K, Share with an S, S H, K A N D A C E S H E R at gmail.com. And truly, we would love to hear from our listeners any feedback that you have about this episode and any episode that you have heard through these last six months of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good to be with you today. You too. I love you, friend. I love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.